listen, I'm, I'm just going to get this over with because there are too many things going wrong and we have a show to do here. Um, I'm coming to you from an undisclosed location. I'm not going to tell you where I'm at because if I did, you might call the authorities and force me to quarantine. I also came to this location and brought everything that I fucking needed. Brought my laptop, brought my whole setup, and somehow failed to bring the very cord I needed to the mic to record. So, great. Just great. Um, but if there is uh, any confusion to what this shit show is, it's the Evil Eagle Hour podcast with Coach Cody Manawi. I'm your host, Knight, here for another week. I'm not going to make a long intro because of what I just stated. Um, but today's episode is about change. It's about the concept of change and what type of change is needed for our society. So we do a lot of talking about society and um, about how drastically everything has changed in such a short period of time. It's really insane. And then we're also on the eve, it seems like, of a huge change. When all this is said and done, we know that everything will be different and we don't know exactly how it's going to be different so we talk about it and we talk about the the effects of change on our bodies and our minds uh so we've talked about change on the podcast before but it's going to be a little bit more in depth this episode hope you enjoy it as always mikile on the beats okay rate review and subscribe to the pod on all platforms leave a little tip in the tip jar if you feel obliged and let's get into it. Let's get to the episode. No more blabbering. Sorry about this audio thing, but I think it adds a little texture to it. I, I think it's kind of cool. Anyway, it's the Evil Eagle Hour podcast with Coach Cody Manawi. I'm your host, Knight, and let us begin the program. terrifying with them fucking and also, hippies yeah that was really terrifying but also like absolutely mind-blowing yeah that, it was like, crazy I can, I can get like you can get put in a trance so deep that your eyes just cut off <laughs> that was that was like it was really scary at the moment but like 
looking back on it, that's actually amazing. Yeah, I almost fucking passed out that day too. Really? Yeah, I was in. A, I was definitely in a trance. Yeah, like I was like, I was like swaying and shit, holding everybody's hand. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. What's going on here? And I opened my eyes, and like it was almost as if I just didn't open my eyes at all. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I feel the air hitting my eyeballs. Yeah. But it was definitely there's, there's some no light coming in i was definitely some borderline cult shit going on I, I felt like that day but i was i felt safe yeah i did feel I safe. felt good we should we should start off with some type of meditations or something i don't know why we don't do that yeah i mean maybe we can like just you know put people in the mood like remember keep your minds open yeah accept the change but when you say open open to what because what exactly is occurring here um, don't don't fucking say it. I got it. Uh, I got this. Yes. Because what is happening today is very special. It's a very special occasion. You're here with us today. And if you're confused about what is occurring, uh, I'll just go ahead and say that. Evil Hour Podcast with Coach Cody Manawi. I'm your host, Knight, here. Hello. Again. Hi. How are you doing today? I need everybody to take a moment to check in with yourselves. You should applaud yourself. I want you to give yourself a pat on the back or just like a little smirk or smile. <laughs> Force it if you have to because yeah. that smile will do something to your body. At least you're here, bro. At hey, least you're, at least here. you're, here, you're here to al- listen to this. You're here. You're alive. You have a phone or you have ears that work, eyes that work. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up, fam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what's up, fam. You what you need a little a minute to appreciate how you doing, bro. That was you starting good. off a very zen today. What's that? Yeah, I mean, I'm I've been good for the last couple of days, I will say. I've been okay. I've been in a good mood. I've been having some good energy. Um, I'm feeling happy. Cool, cool. Allow me to bring the mood down real quick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about Today's topic. I, I feel good. Thank you for asking. Um, oh, you, I, about, you say you wanted to bring the mood down. I thought you really needed to get something off your chest. Um, it, it's going to lead into the topic for today a somehow. To ask. I know. You're right. I hate you're right. I'm sorry. They're like, oh, thanks for asking. Like, uh, did I get a chance to ask? Damn it. I'm just not used to it. You know, I'm not used to people caring. But I, I'm, I'm going to find a way to. Assume I care. I assume you care now. I'm, I'm going to find a way to loop how I feel. Uh, into the topic for today. Right. Uh, I don't know necessarily if we're going to have one topic today. I feel, I feel real loose again. I feel that's like it's going to be one of those episodes. We're going to. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we're going to keep the format a little, a little loose today. Uh, Let's have some fun. I was looking at, I was looking at like our list of topics that we have because we got everything mapped out for the rest of the season. And I was looking at everything and there are really good topics on there, but I, I told you I just had to speak from my heart. I had to speak from my mind because I'm honestly, there's something inside of me that's really pissed. Oh, I know that's nothing new on this podcast, but <laughs> it's like there's a there's a rage inside of me and Ooh, it's yeah. and it's very strong. And, I, and I'll tell you where it comes from. Right. Uh, I was watching the news. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, that, that you don't have to say anything more than that. First mistake. First mistake. Uh, <laughs> First mistake. I don't know why you did that. You know, I I think every now and then things are just going too well, and I just gotta I just gotta bring myself into a, not 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 the reality because it's just another form of reality, but it is kind of like it it, it is our reality of something that we're being forced to participate in, and I got kind of 
angry because I was looking at the Joe Biden situation and we, we don't um, we don't analyze the political landscape on this podcast. That's not no, our job. I do not enjoy. But it is our job to overthink. And and I was thinking just thinking of the state of the world and I'm thinking of change. Let's just let's just talk about it. Change, yeah, yeah. right? I, I feel like that'll be the general theme for today's episode. Okay. okay. We talked about change in the past. We've talked about why people are um why people have this thing against change, why people avoid change. But I want to dive deeper into the concept of change. Yeah, because I, I do think we kind of touched on it in the vulnerability episode. Yeah, uh, We kind of talked about how the idea of change, the idea of something being different or moving into the unknown, it makes us feel very vulnerable. It makes yeah. us feel that we are, you know, we are moving away from the things that give us comfort. Yeah. Un- it's like an unsettling feeling. Yeah, it's it's strange because I'm looking at the state of the world, I'm, uh, but more specifically the state of America, and I went down this whole trip of thinking about the Constitution. I don't know why, oh but I was thinking like, has stuff changed? Of course, things have changed. We don't have chains around our ankles anymore. We're not being forced to do work that we don't want to do, but we kind of are though right in a way yeah yeah so it's like yeah things have changed but like how have they changed have they really changed and then i started thinking okay what is change you know of course the altering of something you look you already know what you're about to do right i'm already already on it you don't even have to bring it up oh shit you're always a step ahead let's get it what what is the definition of change before we go even deeper i think it's interesting here that they have change listed as both a verb and a noun Hmm. um which i think is very interesting to my nerdy ass brain but (laughs) change as a verb is to make or become different or to take or use another instead of Hmm. and change as a noun is the act or instance of making something different, uh, change can be referring to uh, coins right. as opposed to paper currency. Right, right, right. Um, so like a smaller version of a, of money. Yeah, that shit. But that's not the one we're going to focus on. Yeah. We're going to focus on to make or become different. Right, to, to transform. I would summar- summarize it up. Right. Into a single word as transforming. Yeah, you're transforming it. You're altering it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you are adjusting it, adapting, improving it, modifying it, converting it. But you're changing mm-hmm. it, reshaping, revising it, mm-hmm. making it fashion. And and so, what do we know about change? Right in my head, when I first think of change. Weirdly enough, I think of it as the only thing that's guaranteed or one of the only things that's guaranteed. Things are guaranteed to change. The only constant is change. It's change. Yeah. The only thing we know is that things are going to change. Yeah. But I will say that there are people out there who may even be some of our listeners. I know with me and you in particular... Um, we're, we kind of live in a very, uh, we've, we've lived a very fluid life in a sense where, um, we have changed a lot. We've been in a lot of different scenarios. Uh, we, Mm -hmm. we, you know, I've moved a lot. Um, I would, it feels like a lot to me. I feel like I moved a lot in my life. I've had career changes. Right. I feel like you've had a lot of changes in your life. I mean, starting from your childhood. Yeah. Um, you know, we're used to change, but there are people out there who um, feel like their life has been stuck in one place mm-hmm. or they, you know, they just been in limbo for a while. So 
I do think it's important that we at least try to touch on that. We may not be the best people to speak on that feeling of uh, stagnation, or you know, we feel we feel yeah. we felt stagnant before, but we're so used to change that if we go a month or two without something changing. Well, that's stagnant, the thing because you know? I I do feel that feeling of of stagnation. I do I do feel it, and and people have to remind me how old I am because I feel like I'm running out of time all the time. Mm. I feel like I am stagnant if I'm doing something for too long. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of different jobs, and and it's not yeah. because of the me. Feeling feeling like stagnant at the jobs it just just so happens that i end up changing and making all these jobs so maybe it is because of that but uh i do connect with that feeling of being stagnant but that might play on what you just said which is i'm used to the change i'm used to adapting almost almost to the point where if i'm not changing whether it's for good or for bad i feel like things are stagnant or things aren't moving yeah things something isn't right because you're not changing you're almost addicted to that feeling of change or having to adapt or you know you have that almost like an emotional or mental addiction yeah to for something to change and when i think about change like i don't know because we've talked about whether or not like change is good and and i think i feel like the thing that we always land on is it's a matter of perspective Mm -hmm. the perspective is going to guide whether a change is good because a change might be good for one moment but then end up being bad for another or vice versa Mm -hmm. uh but I have a I have a few different theories as to why we think or, or why we crave change and at the same time avoid it. Mm-hmm. Which is was weird that we do that. We have a lot of shit that we that we ha- that we want, but at the same time we avoid at all costs. Yes, yeah, we live a very ironic and illogical <laughs> life. I mean, we we think as humans that we are very logical, but nine times out of ten, I would say that. Most of our decisions are illogical, and they're more based on emotion and how we feel. Right. Yeah. So as far as my, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> that just pisses me off. I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, so the idea as to why we avoid change, I think as humans we understand a few things on a intuitive level, like mm-hmm. just. We just know it to be true. And I think the thing that we know to be true that we don't actively think about all the time is the fact that we are fucking floating through space. We are flying through space. Random occurrences, unpredictability at every every day. Anything could happen. You could wake up. You could have $500 in your account from a random fucking spot. And you're like, whoa, how did that happen? You could wake up the next morning and Kobe could be dead. It could be the worst. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, everything is unpredictable. And I think we understand that on, uh, like I said, on an intuitive level. So I think we grasp onto anything that looks like land. You know what I mean? Anything that we can grip onto and like know to be true, we attach ourselves to. And that goes for habits. I think habits and these addictions might be a an, an attempt to. Do, to grab onto something and make something steady in a world of pure unpredictability. You yeah, know? I think that's that's what caused me to have such a um, a strong addiction to smoking weed was that it did. I, I noticed in myself when I started to, I guess, assess why I smoked. 
And uh, I was just like, why, why do I just, I'm just doing this just to do it at this mm. point. And uh, I would notice that there would be times where I would um, feel like I just needed to smoke before I left the house. And so um, it was hmm. very interesting that I always wanted to really smoke before I, before I left the house or before I would do some work. Hmm. Um, and so in, in those moments, I realized that I was just, I was habitually doing something because I didn't know what was happening going forward. I really? Didn't, so I didn't, it was so like I'm literally. I'm about to step out into the world. I don't know what the world has to me. I don't know what's going to happen on my trip. If I'm about to do some work, I don't know what roadblocks I'm going to run into with work. I don't know who I'm going to have to talk to. I don't know any of these things. And so the smoking habit was giving me this ground to stand yeah, on. It, it was like literally it was, it was giving me this mental state that I was used to and that I could, you know, I can always almost rely on or depend on or be dependent on wow. uh, in order to to operate. And so, so you're yeah. grasping onto something that you know, something that you're used to before you get thrown into the unpredictable yeah, nature before, of life. Exactly. Before I get thrown into the unknown, before I get thrown into something that on some deep level I have a fear of or I have a um, an attitude that makes me feel unprepared uh, to handle it. And so... Mm. The fact that I'm not prepared to handle these situations, I need something to give me some stability. And so I was using drugs for that. So, and, and right. And so we use these different, prob- these addictions or these attachments or whatever, probably to do the same thing. I've never really thought about it on that level of that's the thing that we actually crave when we have an addiction. And maybe it's not the same for everybody. Of course, there's some chemical things, there's biological things, you right. know, that, that play a part. But this idea of change. So we avoid change in these ways. And, and what you did with drugs is the same thing I feel like society is doing because we're going to get into probably a talk about society um, and how it relates to change. Mm-hmm. But that idea that we are, are avoiding change, but we also crave change. That's all we want. Mm-hmm. Literally just like presidential campaigns all on the all on the platform of change. We're going to change things. Everybody wakes up every day. This social social media, we need change. Mm-hmm. So we need change. But at the same time, we avoid it in this weird way. And I, and I think society plays a part in this. One, because society... Our society. Our society. Yes, thank you for making that distinction. But I'll say, you know, in America, there's this... Or Western society. Western society has this fear of change in a way where the government... I thought about this. When's the last amendment? Where the fucking... Out of all the things, I feel like our last... Please look that up when the last amendment was. Last amendment to the Constitution. Yes, because there's a fear of change that's... That's rooted into the like into the structure of the government. There's there's a fear of things being different to the point where we are still using documents from the Declaration of Independence was written in 1776, I think, or somewhere around that time. Right, we're still using documents to dictate our lives now, based off of their lives then, off of I feel like this fear of change, and society in general, kind of depends on the lack of change. It depends on structure. With structure, you do the same things. We have a way of doing things, and we stick to it. 
so this idea of society craving change and and the same society avoiding change. Do you do you, you got something about the amendments right there? What you talking about? Yeah, uh, the last amendment that was made to the Constitution was made in ninety two. So almost thirty years. And how many amendments are there? There are twenty seven amendments. There's twenty seven, and it was signed when? March fourth. 1789. So you didn't think there needed to be new amendments? What about the iPhone? Did they take the iPhone into account when they signed this shit? That's what I'm there, There's no yeah. change to the documents since then? Yeah, and there's people even um, like trying to um, advocate for there to be new amendments made to the Constitution based, of, based off of our data. Um, that's just a nerd. Whoa, that's like a little, they, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. a nerd fun fact. But and that should be, you know, that should be an amendment. There's a new world, but the idea that society doesn't want to change, I feel like, is based off of what the basis of society is. That's what I was saying. Like the structure needed. I also got the uh, definition of society. If you want to read that for me, yes, the please. definition of society is the aggregate of people living together in a more or less ordered community. And or the uh, second definition is an organization or a club formed for a particular purpose or activity. Hmm. Interesting. So when you when you're in a society that's more or less ordered, it requires people to act a certain way. So automatically you're altering people's behavior. You're changing people's behavior. Yeah, the society, the purpose, the the society has a purpose. It has a direction. Mm-hmm. It it is a certain way as a means to an end. And so, I mean, I guess just something for us to think about is what is our society pointing us towards? What's the goal? What's the goal of our society and what why aren't certain things changing because of our society's goal? And and when I just like a hot take here, like our society from what I feel is um our purpose is to work our purpose is to, like, our society is built in order for us to continue to be busy, continue to... We do want to change, mm. uh, We, but we do need some type of You're saying busyness. the purpose of our society now, you think the true purpose is, is for us to be busy. For us to be busy, for us to work. And because of this... Um, it, it makes it hard for us to even consider change because we're always so busy, mm-hmm. because we're always working. And, and even like our country is very young, but it has become like our country is young compared to a lot of other countries yeah. um, in this world. And so, yeah, the different com- uh, countries have gained their independence from uh, the country that ruled over them. But I mean, I would argue that we're we're not too much independent from from England anymore, right? Because I thought I thought the purpose of our society was for us to be free and and happy, and yeah, <laughs> yeah and us to be liberated not and not be you know not be confined by um, any type of rule, whether it's religious or. But with with a society, there's rules, so you can't be yourself within a society because there has to be order, and in order for there to be order, everybody has to act quote unquote civil and i feel like as a society and i was listening to alan watts actually talk about society and was making me really trip out about that whole concept society it it we grip onto so many stupid things just off of the fear of change and society is the same way and in a lot of ways we want Everybody craves individual uh, individuality because society forces you to be one thing. It forces you to be civil. So 
So the idea that he was that that he was putting forth was that society craves spontaneity because as a kid we kind of snuff out your uh, your spontaneity when you're whenever you're random or when you're a kid and you're and you're wilding out you're acting crazy we kind of as adults we say no you don't do that you have to act civilized you have to act like everybody else so as a kid we snuff that out and we as a kid we don't want you acting any different we don't want any change act within our structure mm-hmm. and that's how you be a human so by the time we get older it's you know, like you know how to act and to to keep order in this room. You right. know how to not to disturb uh, what they think is the peace, or uh, you know that that's how we that's how we kind of operate. We want to make sure that you can function in this society, mm-hmm. in this world, in this room. And he, and he compared it to how children uh, like dance. Whenever a kid is just happy, they might do a little dance and, and there's no structure to it. They're just doing it because that's how they feel. They feel like dancing. And then an adult sees it and they, you know, they think that's lovely, you know, and, and the kid recognizes that they get attention from dancing. So then the adult sends them to dance school and they learned a whole structure around something that they they were just doing because they were happy right. and now they got to learn the rules you have to fit you have to learn the rules of dancing something mm-hmm. that you have to that you're just using to express yourself you learn the rules you learn the structure and then after you learn all the rules and the structure and you fit within this this structure now you can express yourself freely yeah now you can do it for us now so you can <laughs> do it within this realm i mean but even still it gets to well, I don't want to. I don't want to veer off too far from the point. But even the way that our society tries to change us uh, to fit more into what it wants and what it, what its uh, society changes us in order for us to fit within its realm and for us to be it. The further we go into that, you kind of go out the other end, and it, once you know the rules of society, you know how to break them. Right, and and we. We shun people who kind of break the rules of society, but at the same time, we're amazed by them. Yeah, we're admi- we admire them. Anybody who, in, in even if they do the worst thing and they break the rules of society, we, we're still amazed by them. That's why people, I feel like, are so obsessed with these crime podcasts, and, and they're obsessed with murderers and obsessed with these people who act on the fringe of society. Like Kanye. Like, what? <laughs> Don't fucking... We can't bleep that out. We can't, we can't talk about him. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. I don't know. And this conversation about change in society it makes me think about a documentary I watched called um, "Century of the Self." And then they they touch on on this um, this psychologist um, named Kurt Lewin, and they even talked about it. When oh, I was you referenced about, that boy before. Yeah, and they even talked about it when uh, when I read this book about the Tavistock Institute and how they're controlling society and all this shit. But um, shit. the the main thing about Kurt Lewin that I found interesting is how he had this theory of change, and this is how his, this theory was kind of um, used. In the attempts and I guess even the success of altering uh, American society, um, but he has this theory called the, his three-step uh, change model or a three-stage model of change. And so the three stages are um, unfreezing, changing, and then refreezing. So the the idea is that in the stage of unfreezing we need to 
pretty much create this need for change, create a lot of this energy, create this heat, hmm. create this desire and awareness for the need of change. Without that need for change, without that desire for change, um, we're not going to want to change. We're going to be stuck in our old ways because if a lot of people have this deeply hmm. rooted idea that if things aren't broken, then don't, don't change them. them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And whose idea is it that it's broken? It's like it being broken is like a matter of perspective. Right. And if, if that idea isn't coming from within, then you're going to be very hesitant to change. Mm. And, we, you know, we can, I'm pretty sure when I say this, a lot of us can think about different things that people try to tell us we need to change. And we think, oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. You know, why, why am I changing this? It's, it's working fine. And unless you have this idea that you need to constantly change, which most of us don't really have that idea deeply rooted in our hearts right. and our minds, it's more of just an idea of what things are supposed to be, but yeah. you don't, I don't think we actually act on those things uh, as much as we would want to. Uh, but in, in this first days of unfreezing, uh, we need to become aware of uh, what needs to change. And what is happening right now has to be so unacceptable yeah. that you need to move into another Cultivating place. Cultivating that fire, kind of like how I was saying in the beginning. I just have this feeling in my chest. It's just like, exactly. I need something yeah, you different. Need something. And what right, whatever happening is right now is so unbearable that, and, and it affects you so much that doing something else, even if it's worse, is better than doing what you're doing right now. And so then you transition into the changing phase. And then this is this is the part that, um, it's just really sensitive because now we're we're exposed. We're not no longer we're we are no longer frozen in this block of habit, this block of of the old norm. And I think it's very interesting right now that we're being pushed to recognize this new norm and this new and this, you know, a lot of things are saying the new norm, the yeah. new norm, the new norm, because they're really trying to emphasize that we need to change and make things and to resolidify them. And so it's it's very <laughs> it's strange. Like, they're trying to make this crazy shit normal. I swear to God, this like hyper normalization of this weird ass existence that we're living in right now. Exactly. And the reason why a lot of people are struggling with this is because nobody was prepared for this. Nobody was ready to move into this new space. And a lot of people got forced into moving into this new space without any prior knowledge, without any type of proper education. And one thing that he he says in the changing phase is that uh, it's most important that we are prepared for this change in order for it to be easier, in order for us to actually transition. Um, and he says that we need a, a deep reason. We need education. We need proper communication. And most importantly, support and time to adjust to this new change. And without a lot of these key components, um, you can end up reverting back into the old way and refreezing back into your old habits even stronger right. because of because you ventured out, like I, I, I saw what changing might look like, and I think I'm good. I think yeah, I'm I think go. I don't want this, yeah. and I'm just going to go back into my old ways. Even harder because my experience of change was bad. And I, and before, like this, we're talking about in the scope of the pandemic, but I think this happened a little bit before that. Um, even within the last 20 years, with the the onset of the internet 
and the onset of uh, social media where we're starting to see a, a rapid growth of awareness and information where a lot of people just weren't prepared for this. We weren't prepared for all this cha- these social changes, and nobody was educated. I mean, in, in, in America, our education system is really poor. We're, we're reading books that still say that the Native Americans welcomed um, everybody into this land, and we just <laughs> gave this land to, uh, to everybody. And, and a lot of the education in our country is just so outdated, and it's so in the past. It's not... It's not current. Mm. And because of that, what we learn in school seems to be so far off from what we experience, what we get into adulthood. The the program that they have us in, our educational programming, is not suited for our reality. How could we let it get this far, though? This this it, it, it seems like it was frozen. It's it's and. Maybe COVID forced us into the unfreezing. So now we're in the changing phase where we're kind of floating around with the information. Everybody has their own opinion and it's going to refreeze. It's going to refreeze and we don't know exactly what state it's going to be when it freezes back. But this whole idea that of us being afraid of this change almost to the point where these textbooks are have this crazy old outdated information uh actually not even outdated just lying just lies <laughs> and this fear of people th- seeing the world for how it really is and that this big change to the consciousness of America that fear of that there's almost a a pushback i feel like from society or from the government whoever to keep us in this state as a society we're in this state of change we're in the changing stage and we kind of been like this for a while but now it's becoming very very noticeable um that's why i went back to like you know the internet and how that caused us to have um a very big like shock of of information and change for us um we see people just move further and further away, either refreezing into their old ways. And then we see this in our society when it comes to uh, the radical right, mm-hmm. um, people who are super racist or are, you know, reverting back to the old ways that we saw in, you know, probably the 60s and, right. and 50s and even before that. Um, and then we see this other side where we see the radical left. Uh, where we're being super liberal, we're accepting everybody, we're open to everything, and we're supposed to not judge anybody, we're supposed to not feel any way about anybody else because we're accepting everybody, and they're moving into the refreezing stage of what they want us to be as far as accepting everybody, accepting everything. Um, And so I think me and you on an individual level, we're still in that changing phase and we're still actually finding out where our footing is going to be, what parts of our old selves or the old way of being we want to keep and uh, what parts of the new the new wave of change, the new wave of being uh, we want to keep. Do we want to refreeze though? I'm thinking about it. Don't Shouldn't, shouldn't we exist in this changing uh, area and this changing stage? Because I feel like constantly kind of building up your your information this is this is collecting information this is like cycling through uh the best the the best possible situation as humans we exist in this field of nuance where we don't ever really well some people actually latch on to a certain way of thinking but i feel like ideally we exist in this world of of nuance and we we notice 
that everything exists in a, in a happy medium. So do we ever want to freeze into one way of doing things? That's um, Well, the, the thing is, is that without, in my opinion, I think without having something, some type of grounds to operate on, that we end up reverting back to the old things that we that we normally. So do. we're whether we want to or not, we're gonna freeze. It's yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, it's it's gonna happen one way or another. And without like properly refreezing into this new way of thinking, without having saying like, okay, I'm gonna settle on this ground for now, and then maybe later I'll consider changing again. But without actually refreezing, you're more likely to just go back in your old ways and say, well, I don't know, I'm just gonna do what I know. Yeah, that because makes- we do have a we do have a certain ground. Um, that we, you know, based off of how we grew up and how our childhood has shaped us and our ideas and stuff, we I don't think it's realistic to really expect us to constantly, constantly be in this state of change because it creates a lot of confusion and we don't have anything that we don't we it's too much information yeah. to really just constantly be in this state of change um, and. It is. It does take some type of way of checking yourself when when it comes to like communicating with other people. I also think we always at some point say, I, I believe this though. Yeah. And you, you have to, you, you do that through educating yourself and having uh, a lot of support and, you know, everything that I said before yeah. that is like key to, to understanding this change and making it easier to turn to transition. Right. Finding the things that resonate with you the most, but make sure that when you are about to refreeze, that none of the things that you're picking that you agree with or all the or the things that you decide that you want to be a part of your your reality and your personality, make sure they're not based on fear because mm-hmm. this fear is really what's driving the the lack of change. It's what's driving mm. like a lot of different things Facts. in our society. It's because we're scared. Yeah. Like and 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 that's also like an, another point which I feel like we should actually do a whole episode on just change because right now we're getting into the societal uh, nature of change and yeah and, on the on a macroscopic yeah, yeah 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 let's we should get it we should do a full uh, full uh, episode on just like the concept of change like as it relates to us like when I'm on a micro level yeah and I think you made a great point I'm so glad you said it about um the motivation behind the change not being fear um i was having a conversation with my girl the other day or actually yesterday and i was telling her how uh one thing that i um that i that i've been trying to do is make sure um what's motivating me to do stuff isn't a um it isn't fear based or it isn't through anger or uh like yeah like you said fear and um, and I wanted to be motivated out of love and excitement um, and mm. happiness because I feel like being motivated by fear or anger or any type of anxiety or sadness is like putting um, it's like comparing running a car on um, like diesel fuel as opposed to it being mm. electric or solar power. Right, right. And I think that... Like, it can work. It's going to work. It's, it's going to get you there. It will get you there, but it creates a lot of pollution along the yeah. way. And it isn't a holistic way of motivating yourself and moving. And I think that is a very key component mm. of 
um, like restructuring the way we think about things and uh, about like the positivity movement is to be able to be motivated by something more holistic because you know, if, if a car is ran off of electricity, or are we even saying, we don't really have this yet, mm-hmm. but if it was solar powered, then it's a more holistic thing. It's a renewable resource that doesn't damage the environment or the, you know, what what's around um, the car as it moves about. And so, like you said, I think while we're in this changing state, we need to cultivate like a sense of love, excitement, happiness, and wonder. Mm. As opposed to uh, fear, agitation, anger, um, sadness, and all these things. Uh, it's really important yeah. to what, what is motivating this change. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like if we, it, we have to look at the things that, the reasons why we are making a change. And, it, and are they pushing us more towards those emotions than the other? Uh, I agree 100% to my good friend. If there was a damn car ran on good ideas, we'd be fucking taking this show on the road. We could do a fucking tour. Um, I want to get into this last point here uh, about a podcast I was listening to. If we had just a chip for every time that I said that, uh, because everybody and their mother's dentist has a fucking podcast now. Like, welcome welcome to the Tooth Truth Podcast. And fucking every, everybody... It's annoying, but you can get a lot of good information and it's, and it's a change that we need. We need these long form conversations and see what we think about shit. So I was listening to Trevor Noah's podcast. He has a podcast now. And uh, they were talking about the concept of uh, protest and what a protest is. And it was a really, really good podcast. Uh, I hope we can like post a link to it. Um, talking about protests and, and talking about this idea of change. And he got into this idea about what is better for society, since we're talking about society. What is better for society, like a radical change or a gradual change? And, and, he, said this, and he said this phrase that I'm going to jack up off his ass real quick. It's, uh, he said, evolution or revolution wow. which one is is more is better for society and he, and he made the uh the claim that it's actually evolution which a lot of people would be like no we need change now and i get that sentiment because things like we just discussed no, no amendments since the 90s every nothing has changed we need change now everybody wants change now they want that radical change they want that that uh, uh, that revolution, but he was saying he he called himself a um, uh, incrementalist. He was saying that he talked to a evolutionary biologist or something like that. One of those words, one of those science words, and he was talking about the reason why a mutation dies is because it happens too quickly. So when wow. when uh, uh, when things are are mutating. Um, say he, I think he used the example like a dog has six legs, it dies not because in the future a dog won't have six legs, it's because it happened too quickly. It needs it needs generations of evolution and slow incremental change before it can be a new thing. Right. And so a lot of people look at America and they look at the state like nothing has really changed, nothing nothing has changed. And then and then we look at protests and it's like you know why we need change. We're gonna we're just gonna burn shit up. You know, of course, that's not the 
the purpose of most pro, uh, protests. But, you know, a lot of people want this radical change. But is that the thing that we actually need? Because he was saying when you when you do that, you kind of almost lose out on the on the things that got you there on the first place. Mm-hmm. He, he compared it to climbing uh, the side of a mountain. When you climb the side of a mountain, you have to focus on each handhold mm-hmm. and make sure that you don't. Um, undo the progress that you've made getting to that point. Right, trying to jump a higher right. on a ladder. In one you jump, en- just you try to jump higher on this ladder, and you end up breaking the rungs below you. Right, and so you end up falling down, maybe even further than what you were before. Right, uh, I, I like that idea, um, and I won't even say that we don't need radical change because I think we do need radical yeah. change, but the the. The unfortunate truth of the matter is, according to him, will that work? Right. And based off of what uh, what he's saying, or I guess the evolutionists uh, believe, is that those radical changes don't work. And because there's no, it happens too fast, like you're saying, there's no uh, proper, I would say, education. There's no proper reason or communication of this change that is happening. And so without... People having that that education, that reason, that communication, that support, and time to adjust, then people aren't going to do it. And we see that right now in the pandemic with half of the country saying, fuck the mess. Like, right. I, don't, I don't understand that shit. We don't even know what's going on about this, this virus. Oh, it's a conspiracy. Oh, it doesn't really exist. Yeah. And I don't blame anybody for thinking that because it is a question of whether you're just going to adjust and conform to what, you know, the TV box is saying mm-hmm. or what your, what your screen is saying. Or you're gonna stick to what you know, and I would I don't blame anybody for saying I don't know what the fuck is going on because we don't we don't have the proper education we don't have information and we're following this doctor uh, Fauci or how the fu- <laughs> I don't know what the fuck his name is I don't and I don't like the I don't like the way he looks he just I don't. And he looks. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I still wear my mask, but his nigga looks kind of creepy to me. Fucking expired banana flavored yogurt. Yeah, like, like I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't have any proper education because right. nobody really knows what's going on with this virus. The studies are still going. You're still, you know, and they're still trying to find a vaccine. They got to go through all these trials to really understand what is even happening with this virus. The virus is also mutating and the yeah, mutations are changing, aren't also, you know, and, and so we don't have the proper education. We really haven't had that, uh, a lot of time. I mean, they say you you don't you don't change a habit until ninety days into it, and we're well beyond ninety days. Yeah. Yes, we are in habits of these things, but we're still like this is a huge change to our livelihoods um, that we are all adjusting to, and so it does take time. And I so radical change versus gradual change. Then you're pretty much saying there needs to be radical change within the gradual change. It's like they're they're well, not even that. I mean, I do think there does. I do think there needs to be gradual change uh, in order for things to work, in order for us to really make progress. Um, but it's it's hard to feel that progress when we're making gradual change. And um, yeah. like and and I guess the last thing I want to say is like. Although we are making gradual change, it feels like the more things change, the more they stay the same. And so, like right now, but how would yeah? How would you know until the end? You're not gonna know if it's actually changed, right? And I mean, I guess it is a a question of just observing what was before and what is happening now. 
Um, but a lot of things do end up feeling the same or feel like just a, a, um, an old demon in a new dress, or I don't know how to really, right. I don't know how to really describe it, but it's just things are just dressed up differently, yeah. but in in the essence, they're still the same, um, and we don't really get away from that without changing the 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 core of the issue, right? And the core, I think, of the issue of our country and our society is the philosophy of capitalism and individuality, and I don't think that I'm not I'm not advocating for socialism neither. Um, but but there needs to be a holistic, more of a holistic approach to the way that we see things. Right, and as long as we have a capitalistic society, there will be people who are taken advantage of, and those who will be privileged uh, by way of uh, taking advantage of others. Right, and I and I think that how this is helpful for us, and how this is helpful for them. Because it does start with one person. It does start with you. So the things, even though you can't change a lot, you can change yourself. That's the that's one of the few things that you actually can change. You can change the way you see the world. So the whole uh, society having its its grips on you and making you forcing you into conformity that exists too. But you also can change your perspective. You can change your mind about how you see the situation in order to thrive in a better way. You know. Yeah, and I think that we all have the internet. At the end of the day, we all have Wi-Fi. We have amazing google yahoo bing whatever the fuck you use i hope you are not using bing but um <laughs> you you have all these tools in order to to educate yourself in order to um communicate with people to find your own personal reasons and all we have is time all we have is time and you had time to listen to this podcast so you have time to do some googles and read some articles uh to help you become more educated in what's going on absolutely so you can change we all have time we all have the internet hopefully well in America, i was just i'm not gonna say we all have internet we all have time anybody who hears this has the internet <laughs> we all have time we all have our own minds and we all have podcasts co-host cody manawi please let the people know what they can do for us. Do you feel like we got somewhere? Uh, or do you feel like we just rambled about society? We just talked a lot about change. All right. And we, we did something. We did something. <laughs> maybe maybe we just stayed the same. Um, anyways. May you please take the time to scroll down and rate, comment, subscribe, and leave a review. For the Evil Eagle Hour podcast, we are available on all your favorite streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So please make sure you subscribe so you know when we release new podcasts and give us reviews and ratings because those help us grow our podcast. They give us more validity in this space. Please also check out EvilEagleHour.com. Scroll your ass down and sign up for our newsletter because... It is most important for you to do that. That's enough. That's enough. And lastly, but not most leastly. What the fuck did you
I don't know what the fuck that was. But um, if you are feeling generous, if you are feeling charitable, please leave us a tip or donation. Um, That link will be in the description of this episode, just like it is on every episode. You can donate whatever you want. That will help us upgrade our equipment. That will help us market so more people can be aware of this podcast. We know that you guys are doing a great job at supporting us, but we need more options. So, right. Thank you. Jesus, I'm glad I didn't cut you off. That I, I'm glad that they, they needed to know that we need these tips around here. Thank you for the birthday tips, by the way. We're gonna get up out of here. We love you all. Even we go our podcast with Coast Code in Manawi. Another episode in the books. You have the power to change your life. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go. Peace. Peace. Hello. And now a word from our sponsors. This week's episode of the Evil Ego Hour podcast is sponsored by Dr. Green Beans Naturopathic Remedies slash Desserts. Do you find yourself getting into a lot of conversations that end up turning into full-blown arguments about how we possibly live in a world where the food we eat and the quote-unquote medicines that are designed to keep us healthy a lot of the times make us sicker than the illnesses that they're designed to treat? So then you go on a search for alternative options like a water detox or a herbal supplement. Meanwhile, your friends and family all stop talking to you because they're sick of hearing you judge their lifestyle and eating habits? Don't you wish there was an easier way? Hi, I'm Dr. Green Bean, and I'm the founder of Dr. Green Bean's Naturopathic Remedies slash Desserts. We took the best natural herbs, roots, and spices and mashed them into delicious, easy-to-eat snacks for when you want to be woke on the go. That's right, we put the medicine in the candy. Take your pick from an assortment of healthy snacks like our wheatgrass brownie or our famous African birdseed dandelion root donuts. Coming down with a cold? Try our turmeric cupcakes made entirely of turmeric. And for a limited time, we're offering 10% off on all orders. We'll even throw in one of our brand new Corona cookies, the only natural dessert that's somewhat proven to cure coronavirus. But don't take my word for it. Listen to a couple of our happy customer testimonies. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I can't eat this. This is too dry. Is this literally just turmeric? Yeah, this is really nasty, and I don't think you're technically allowed to call yourself a doctor. Why go to a hospital when you can cure yourself of virtually any disease with a couple tasty treats from the comfort of your own home? Visit Dr. Green Bean's Naturopathic Remedy slash desserts.com for your limited time offer today. It'll change your life. And last but certainly not least, this episode of the Evil Ego Hour podcast is brought to you by Balance, the newest single by musical artist and host of the Evil Ego Hour, Dot Night. Find this banger on all streaming platforms. I just gotta find balance. 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 Feeling ever since Josephine died, ever since Papa Flight died, ever since Nate Dogg, I really been starting.